Abby. Abby. Hey. 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 What's uh what's a PLC? I have no idea. <laughs> You're supposed to Oh. Man. It's a good thing that we brought in a ringer then. Good. Hey okay. Dom. Oh, hey. Hi. Hey, hey. Dom's oh, back. Good. Dom's back after traveling the world. Yeah. Am, um, am I the first repeat guest? Uh, I don't know. Well, you're the first person to come back after like a significant period of time and then do a second. Like this is a, we're doing a glossary episode, which other people have done after doing interviews. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. But actually, no, if you were the first Dom to come back. That's yes. true. Yeah. I can live with that. I don't know. We can show, I'm sure there's a first in there. Several firsts in there. Okay. So Dom. Yes. Hello. So what's a PLC? A PLC? Um, a PLC is an industrial automation CPU. Hmm. So it's a computer. It takes inputs, and based on the programming that you give it, it uh, turns on and off certain outputs. So yeah, it's basically a computer. Cool. Now, I think we, yeah, you mentioned PLCs in, we call back to your episode mm-hmm. about, like, food manufacturing and processing. Yep. So, actually, we should start with, what, what does PLC stand for? So PLC, it's, uh, it stands for Programmable Logic Controller. Okay. Which, again, it's kind of like a CPU, right? Which is a, just a central processing unit of some kind. Mm-hmm. But um, the thing that makes a PLC pretty special is that um, it's, it's very, like, well, the biggest thing with it is reliability. These things run for years at a time, unbroken. And if they're programmed properly and robustly, you, shouldn't have, you can just set it and forget it for mm-hmm. months and years at a time. Yeah, same hmm. can't be said for consumer PCs. No, no my Windows no. 10 PC crashes pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it would last for like a week. Yeah. Now, and that's a big deal calling back again because every time it stops, every time you have to reboot a PLC or reboot a computer controlling system, you lose time. Absolutely. And time is money. All a right. lot of the clients that I worked for, they, you know, their their downtime is worth twenty to fifty thousand dollars an hour. Mm. Wow! So if a PLC like you know you get a you know when you're you're you get a crash on a computer or something like that, that's you know even if it takes you five or ten minutes to reboot, especially in food processing where I was, I mean systems that start as you know food grade and clean mm. need to be cleaned again if they shut down like that. Mm. Uh, or so, if you're or if you're cooking something like a ten minute delay and turning off something that's supposed to cook, you just burn a whole bunch of stuff. Or, yeah, or you gotta. I mean, you gotta throw out your product because usually the recipes are pretty specific. And yeah, or you got a val- are- you got a valve open just spraying ketchup all over the floor while you reboot. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> a rain of cookies, yeah. just like so. No, just like it's storm of cookies. Yeah, if honestly, like interrupting the flow is really really bad. When, uh, uh, that's that's my daughter <laughs> slamming something against the table that's in front of her high chair i think i think that's what that is she sounds angry she's a beast man <laughs> i thought it was somebody like hitting a garbage can with like a baseball bat <laughs> all right where were we so um, anyway anyways flying inter- cookies. Interrupting the flow. oh yeah yes the rain of cookies yep Interru- just, interrupting flow is uh it's pretty bad for plcs okay right? and so podcasts why, yeah, yeah. No, no kidding <laughs> um yeah, so they are more reliable. They run without stop. What makes them more reliable? Like, why are they different from regular computers in that way? Um, they're just very, very simple. Okay, and that's uh, yeah, that's the big, that's the biggest thing. These things are often programmed by either programmers or even electricians who kind of like pick it up. Mm-hmm. The programming is actually visually done. It's based on ladder logic, or it's based on like electrical relay diagrams. Mm-hmm. And so you can really just 
kind of drag and drop your you know your sequences or your programming with like visual symbols and, and kind of play around with it that way mm. and the sophistication level goes up pretty high but to do even just normal small like low level stuff you can pretty much figure it out in a day mm. so wow. pretty much they're they're more reliable because they're not doing a whole lot like they, they're extremely specific and so there's not a whole lot to go wrong because they're not doing a whole lot they're just basically running through a set piece of code and that's all it does pretty much yeah okay. and that's so the reliability really is in, in the simplicity of it and that when i you know when i say like it takes inputs mm-hmm. some electrical inputs either you know 24 volts or 120 volts or whatever reads those as digital analog signals processes those signals based on your programming and then sends output signals so electrical you know 24 volts or 120 or analog signals out to your outputs it really is as straightforward as that and that's that's exactly what makes it so robust hmm. you can't like check your facebook or like <laughs> no, no but um i mean they're this actually came up uh, in, in our <laughs> lunch and learn but they are susceptible to viruses believe it or not mm, yeah which true. we found out um, <laughs> which nobody really thought to think about up until i guess you know they tried to hack iran mm-hmm. but, just because um, they were such simple computers they figured it was you wouldn't be able to get a complex con- like well there, program they like a virus there was no need to connect them to the internet before mm. Mm. part and of it's now, also that like they they're insulated oftentimes in what they call an air gap where there's nothing connected to it yep. it's just standalone sitting on its own in a corner but the part of the, the the issue and part of what they talk about in some of the documentaries on things like Stuxnet is that eventually someone has to update it. Mm. Like eventually someone is going to take a, a thumb disk or a network cable or something and attach it to get new software. Right. And at that point, all of a sudden it's it's vulnerable. Yeah. So most of the time these like these PLCs, they are a standalone device controlling one particular like plant line or one particular machine on yep. a line. Absolutely. And they, they don't do anything else. Like they're not they're they're controlling they take their inputs control outputs they're not like are they logging data or are they pushing data anywhere else or they can be logging data so they can be working hand in hand with uh i've worked with sql uh databases mm-hmm. to log data mm-hmm. um what does but... that stand for oh no idea <laughs> me neither <laughs> <laughs> i i sequential query language i don't know i have no that idea that sounds reasonable wow, yeah. that's, that's i'll a believe good you guess if it's a guess oh, damn. <laughs> But uh, no, they they can work with data logging. So because they're tracking, you know, you're tracking inputs you know, or outputs constantly. You can you can log that data, but not on the PLC itself. Mm. They have very limited memory. In fact, even now they, I think it's just in the last two or three years they have enough memory on them that you can store the comments for your program. And these programs aren't very long, <laughs> like. But they they didn't have enough memory to store like text. It was purely like this is the series of commands and yeah. When you do, you would. Pretty much, you would write your program within within your laptop or within your, your within your program. You would have your comments, mm-hmm. but what you download to the PLC would have no comments, and so the files are like two kilobytes, hmm. like with a two kilobyte file, and that's probably on the high end. You can run an entire <laughs> factory. That's wow. amazing when you yeah. consider that, like now you can't even have like a lot of text documents are bigger than that just in yep. the formatting on oh, the yeah. yeah yeah and so and, well text takes up a lot of space mm-hmm. and that's why they that's why they would never download text to the plc ah right because it's okay. got to be ascii encoded and all that all of it i mean even even just a string variable it takes up a ton of space huh. compared to you know a, a 16-bit integer yeah right wow, wow. And so, yeah, so they didn't even have to, they couldn't even run text. And even the processing power was pretty limited for a while. But that's pretty much exploded now. And it's nobody cares anymore about processing power or whatever, because mm-hmm. these things are 
I think the sophistication in the hardware has outpaced the sophistication in our programming abilities mm. okay. at this point. So if nobody cares about like the processing or whatever, what it, what is the like what makes a good PLC then? Like if if I'm going to search for like a PC, I'm looking for mm-hmm. like processor speed yeah. and what's the memory. gaming rig of PLCs? <laughs> um, if, if you want to run like the like Alienware what, PLC yeah. at the high end, I mean you got your standards like I think Europe uses mostly Siemens, North America uses uh, Rockwell uh, okay. automation. Uh, so- well, it's the software, and Alan Bradley makes the hardware. It's the mm-hmm. same company, but. Um, on the high end, yeah, you have you have certain you have different types of processors, but um, I think it's right now they're called Compact Logics, the Compact Logics line of Alan Bradley's stuff. This is that's like the the Porsche or like Lamborghini of PLCs. Yeah, <laughs> it's you have you have a couple of different types of processors there with different uh, amounts of memory, but mm-hmm. and I but I couldn't even tell you like any kind of equivalent unit to give you like a, a cpu a megahertz for a cpu yeah. or something yeah i have no idea what they run at it seems when i was looking at them it seems like generally it's just sort of like if you have a big factory then you get a big one if you have a little factory then you get a little one or the equivalent for like an assembly line or something but like in between it's just like well i don't know tell us what you want to do and we'll tell you which one to buy i'll be honest i never really spec them mm. like we had a, we had a guy who in our company would spec plcs mm-hmm. yeah and every other time i would just call up alan bradley and be like which one do i need <laughs> and then if it wasn't absurdly expensive i'd be like okay i'll take your word for it yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. it's just yeah. such a foreign like structure for for yeah. setting up a system as yeah. opposed well, to having like you're used to engineers being like, okay these are all the numbers i need this number to be in yep. this range and this yeah. number needs to be in this range but a lot of people do that with regular computers like they'll go to best buy or whatever and they'll just show up and be like i want a computer and they're like what do you do with it i'm like i do this thing and they're like okay we'll buy this one yeah that's mm-hmm. true and Except for I don't trust the people at Best Buy. That's true. Well, insert the name of your favorite company here. I don't know. Canada Computers, whatever. I'm, I'm still NCIX. not sure I trust them. Yeah. Uh, maybe NCIX. They're kind I of... guess Fry's in the States. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Um, cool. Uh, so go. let's go back because you mentioned ladder logic. Yep. So what what is what is ladder logic? So ladder logic is how you program or how you, I guess, write a program in PLC. Okay. And so it's, it basically consists of like a, a relay diagram. So if you want to imagine, and I'll try to paint a picture for your audience. Paint us here. a word picture. Ah, let's try this. <laughs> so on, you'll have on the left side like a power source. So a line, a vertical line going straight down, mm-hmm. let's say with 24 volts, which is one of the more common kinds of uh, electrical supplies. And then you have horizontal lines that run back and forth. And those are the ladder rungs. And okay. then on the right side, you have another vertical line, which is your zero volt, your, your neutral, your ground. Hmm. And so on the vertic- uh, on the horizontal rungs going across, you'll have a list of conditions. So yes or no conditions. Okay. And then one output. Mm-hmm. And so an output uh, will be, let's say, a lamp. And then a condition will be, is the switch connected? Or is the switch uh, closed, for instance? Okay. And so if you press the switch or press a button... That condition is fulfilled, and so the signal passes from the left side, from the 24 volts, through to the output, which is going to be in sequence after it, mm-hmm. and it completes the circuit to the zero volt, and then your output is activated. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And so it's just basically picking which conditions you want, and then which outputs you uh, you link them with in series or in parallel. Hmm. Hmm. And then from that, you just build up, like, that, that's one rung. How, yep. like, what, how many rungs do you have in a program? Like, is, is each, each rung is like a line of code? 
Like I'm trying, I'm trying to tie it back to. I, it's kind I, of like an if statement, I guess, right? Because you have a switch, right? And you say, mm-hmm. if the switch is closed, turn the light on. If the switch is open, turn the light off. Okay, so for people who are more like used to perhaps coding, coding and C, like VB or C or is, something, each rung is basically a set of if command if okay. statements or like a yeah, and then you have you can put them in par- you can put them in parallel. So mm-hmm. you can say if this or this, mm-hmm. and, you can, and then you can put them in series and say if this and this. Okay. Right, so if you have two mm-hmm. buttons, let's say you have an output that requires both buttons be pressed at the same time, right? That would be an that would that would be a series sequence. That would be a yeah. Yeah, that yeah. would be placed in series because you'd have to make both connections, right? Before yeah, the electric- from the first button goes into the second button, yep. and so if you push either one but not the other, it doesn't get through. Correct. And then if you wanted ah. to do the opposite, where you have two buttons and either one of them, so if that'd be an or. Uh, feature or like an or structure mm-hmm. you would just place them in parallel you would have one branch that has like a, a side branch or kind of like a it's like hanging a, a little bu- it's like hanging a little bungee cord off a ladder ladder rung yeah <laughs> it just kind of droops down and has an extra little thing on yeah, it. yeah you just they call it adding a branch so, okay okay so but, it's bi- but like so you're essentially bypassing one Correct. one if statement with a different if statement yep i can see why this makes sense to uh to electricians because yeah it is because it is very much electrical and i mean Mm -hmm. the sophistication ramps up and you you do a lot of data processing as well you can store data within the plc like i i teach my students to uh to store sequence data Mm -hmm. in a plc so you can run through let's say 10 steps and you can store actually sequence data within like let's say an integer Mm. and so you can take an integer and connect each one of the uh equipment pieces that you have and each output so valve or motor Mm as a one or a zero in that 16-bit integer. Okay, and you can, so you control all of the outputs at and, once and by so, writing a value to and so all of so by writing a different 16-bit integer, you can basically, in a, for your sequence, all you need is 16 bits mm. for... You know, 16 different outputs, and you can set them all at once. Yep. Huh, wow. cool. Okay. All right, and so that and that keeps your program size down, and it keeps your data, like the amount of data that you need down. So you, we were saying how small these programs are. You can encode, and let's say, for 10 steps... For 16 pieces of equipment, that's 10 bytes. Mm. That's why. Wow. It's interesting because, it, yeah, it's... It, you I, really are working at the bit level. Yeah. Like you're really... Yeah. It's, one, it's ones and zeros. There's a lot of binary involved. It's so different from, like, high-level languages, like, yeah. that I typically Anything use. object-oriented is yeah. a whole different ballgame. Like you, you don't care about anything. You're just, like, you, you basically burn storage left right and center mm-hmm. well as you say j- just like doing your class definitions for a regular object-oriented program would take up more memory than probably these plcs yeah. have in total <laughs> it's yeah and and before there used to be a uh, um, a lot of focus on making the programs very sof- like uh sophisticated i guess in terms of flow mm. so that you would even skip over sections of code that you didn't need very often and the elegance of your program was usually a sign that you were doing it right mm. but Nowadays, again, because oh, processing power is is pretty cheap, and mm-hmm. so is memory. Eh, people don't really worry about it as mm-hmm. much now. To uh, so the program is running constantly. You Correct. said, "Yep." So on, it runs on loop, right? So you, the, each of these ladders, mm-hmm. if you, once you reach the bottom, the PLC just goes right back to the top and starts reading them again from top to bottom. Okay. So you have a you have a refresh rate, or if you want to, or if you we call it like a. Um, a loop loop rate loop rate i guess yeah. uh, cycle rate or something. cycle yeah so it's about two to three milliseconds if you write a good program which means that if you have like analog controls so if you're trying to control temperatures and pressures in a, in a system yeah like you can get a, a two to three millisecond response time hmm. so you're, you're updating those outputs 500 times a second or... yeah, absolutely wow that's, that's pretty great 
Yeah, well, especially if you're trying to control something with like pressure where it could change really quickly or mm-hmm. things like that. Yep. And uh, so it's every time. Now, these, it, if this was a PLC in a, for instance, like a food system, mm-hmm. your, it, your inputs you'd be measuring like temperature, pressure, flow rates in the system, and then you'd be controlling valves and pumps and yep. uh, heating coils and stuff. And so these are usually then those are, those things are controlling the system. And the changes that they make to the system feed back into the same input. So it's all closed loop control. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's yep. cool. And mm-hmm. so can you implement like control type stuff, like uh, active control, closed loop control, PID, that sort of stuff? Yeah. So there, there are functions within, uh, I guess, the programming that allow you to use PID controls. Yeah, because it seems like that would be uh, a complex enough problem. It would be difficult to implement like purely with you, like, you wouldn't do relays it yourself. and stuff. Like, <laughs> in fact, I mean, you could probably pro- you could probably program it from scratch, mm. but there's just like, there's a drag and drop feature where it says PID control. Yeah. You just say what the input is, say what the output is, get you each of them a range, mm. and then you, you just set your parameters and mm. it's easy. Um, I guess I some of the harder stuff that I've done for controls would be like on-off control. Like if you have... Um, let's say like you know like a heater for a thermostat you know thermostat heater situation where like you can only turn your output on or off and you're trying to control the temperature without overshooting too much or right. overshooting too much that can get kind of tough because this, like you just have to use your brain <laughs> <laughs> to try and you try you know it's kind of trial and error and with experience as well you can kind of figure out what works and what doesn't but yeah like you'll use like a timed control so you say okay well turn on for five seconds off for two we did that with uh, there was a pH system. I remember because when you're adding acid, like you, you know, you add a little or you add a lot, but like it's it's always the same strength. You mm. can't just add like you know a, a weaker acid as opposed right. to a stronger one. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and so when you're trying to control pH, uh, you just kind of run the pump for five seconds, stop, and especially there, the um, the response is pretty slow because everything needs to be mixed really really well. pH sensors generally suck um i don't know if you, if you guys have ever worked with ph i've never done nope. that no nope. um they're they fluctuate and i guess it's just because ph fluctuates really highly unless you're in a super 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 well stirred agitated system hmm. um even for us we very rarely use ph to measure we always did uh, conductivity hmm. which, huh. which oh, isn't okay. a dr- which is a lot more reliable and um it doesn't bounce around quite how as much. does that i what how the con- the conductivity of a fluid? Well, pH, like you're, you're changing your pH, you're changing the number of free hydrogen ions. So more ions would make it more conductive. Yeah. Okay. So they kind of, they, they're not a perfect analog. Like you can have a high conductivity if it's just a lot of salt. So it doesn't yeah. actually tell you about the pH, but you're expecting that there's no other ions. There's no other, there's no other salts or anything going in there unless it's from acid. Hmm. And so you just kind of use that as an analog. Yeah. But yeah, th- th- for that kind of stuff, it's, yeah, it's often timed control. And so, if you want to, if you want to control that, you just have to come up with kind of a, a, a clever way of you know, either doing it by by on-off timing, or if you have you know some other kind of means to do it. Hmm. It's this technology, like PLCs. They sound like they haven't changed much. It's like pretty they're, old they're, school. They're I feel like I'm writing technology. firmware sometimes because it doesn't feel like coding. It doesn't feel like programming. It feels like I'm just telling machines what to do, like like in a very direct way. Yeah. No, it seems very like old school where the whole like the concepts of coding and the way we structure 
uh, most software code have changed a lot in the last like couple decades, but I don't imagine that it doesn't sound like PLC code has changed. It, ever. it has. It's, it's <laughs> come a long way, but it's still based on kind of the same idea. The same way like cars are still you know using combustion engines. Mm. They look a lot different, but still based on the same. Yeah, technology. somebody from twenty years ago looking at PLC like ladder logic would be like, oh okay. Yeah. But somebody from twenty years ago looking at like c sharp.net who'd only ever seen punch cards would be like i what yeah exactly. yeah <laughs> well punch cards aren't really a fair comparison to anything if you had to program a plc with punch cards okay. it'd be just confusing <laughs> assembly then or something you yeah, could do yeah. it you could actually do it with punch cards but I mean, even now like my brain's working i'm thinking like yeah well it's like it's, it's, <laughs> yeah it, like i could do that the, la- the ladder logic actually sounds a lot like yeah. A lot like assembler. It's That's a lot of like you take it, yeah. data from point A, put it in point B. Take this it's, value from here, add it to this value, put it there kind of thing. It, it's, it's a very similar uh, uh, code structure. When I first started learning PLC programming, I was just amazed that like I was working at the bit level. Mm-hmm. Because for me, that was oh, that made me feel kind of legit. I, I, was never much <laughs> of a, I was never much of a programmer. Like, I, I studied chemical engineering, and so I, I learned, you know, I'd learned my share of coding, but... Um, I always imagined like I, I had a friend of mine talk to me about like wading knee deep into like the core or of his, of his computer. He was like in the, you know down in like the registry. Core memory. Yeah, or he's in the registry and he's fooling around. And I was like, man, that's awesome, <laughs> right? Like that sounds so hardcore. You're talking about like assembler. I think I think Pete and I once discussed like how to program in assembly like a, a calculator. Mm, yeah. Right. Because you it's just, like you just math. yeah like you yeah. just add it, like you you have to set up like five rules. If it's a one plus a zero, it's a one. Yeah. If it's a zero plus a zero, it's a zero and if it's a one plus a one it's a ten yeah and right? it's just yeah you're yeah. just and combining then, those in increasingly complex ways to yeah. do a more complex problem and so for me it just yeah it was it's very it felt very legitimizing to be <laughs> to be working with something so fundamental <laughs> cool um i'm trying to think if i had any other questions yeah no it's it, like the big thing was it's always one of those things you hear described as being like oh yeah there's plcs and you hear like c jobs postings for plc programmers and you're always like hmm I wonder how hard it would be to learn to be a PLC programmer, but it's like it's always a sort of like foreign language. Of I'm not. <laughs> well, the hardest part would be getting your hands on the software to actually learn it. I mean, I didn't have a teacher. My, I I learned it on the job. Mm. I didn't know anything about PLCs. Mm-hmm. In fact, they asked me like how much I know about like electrical stuff, and I was like, hell no, I suck at that. <laughs> They're like, well, how much do you know about like computer communications? And I was like what no 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 no. like those are my nightmares and they're like well we're gonna make you into a programmer (laughs) and the guy i was learning from he was very talented but he was a terrible teacher so it's really just up to me and if if i feel like if i can do it it's it's probably not that bad (laughs) it's just a matter of i mean the software costs a couple of thousand dollars per year Mm. to to obtain a license so uh it's really that that's the biggest gatekeeper in the whole Mm -hmm. thing is yeah access yeah, like where whereas a lot of other things, like a lot of other development platforms, are microprocessors that are getting ridiculously cheap and hobbyist level, but PLCs remain thousands of dollars for hardware and thousands of dollars for software. Mm-hmm. Well, all industrial computing platforms like that. Like I remember, I had to spec out once an industrial PC to specifically have like a, a bus to plug into a board that we had in the lab I worked in, mm-hmm. and it was like two and a half thousand dollars for like a typical run-of-the-mill like dual core intel computer wow i'm not sure why i've I've bought i've bought industrial computers before and it's always like okay we're just gonna package it into a a nonchalant looking you know like box (laughs) and charge you double for it yeah and i was like because people are desperate for it the same with plc's people need whatever they have or whatever they they're, they're using to continue working and so they'll pay the money to get it to work 
they pay the pre- pay the premium guess, for yeah. something it's like intended for industry i guess i i don't know if it's just a scam or if the stuff really <laughs> is like it, i mean usually you pay because it's dust proof right or mm-hmm. oh, okay right <laughs> yeah. well i mean that's but it's it sounds it sounds like with the plc it, like at it's at its heart the processor is no more complicated than like your like an arduino like it's not doing anything more complicated than what an arduino no. is doing but it's designed to run and be reliable and be like steadfast for years whereas an arduino isn't and so you're paying for you're paying for the guarantee from siemens or rockwell that you're gonna when you plug this in it'll run for a decade and you don't have to turn it off yep yeah. so much and that that kind of peace of mind is probably worth a lot of money again when your downtime is counted in tens yep. of thousands of dollars, <laughs> if like literally it, a, a, the high end processor versus a low end processor is maybe a thousand to fifteen hundred dollar difference. Yeah, I was gonna say you, 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 yeah. you, you, you only need fifteen bucket. minutes of downtime before it's paid for itself. Pretty yeah. much, and the same goes for the programmers. <laughs> yeah, they 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 got to save your butt three times a year for to earn their salary. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. So That's sweet, cool. and it's interesting because it's one of those things where. these things often come up or at least do come up in like the media and stuff like that talking about things like stuxnet and uh other industrial things where uh, something goes wrong or whatnot but they're never called plcs they're never like oh plcs were hacked it's always like (laughs) industrial computing platforms yeah Yeah. computers used in industry like because people understand those words yeah yeah that's what they're talking about but yeah, no, it's, it sounds like pretty much anything, any automated system in like at least assembly line system is probably running on PLCs. Yep. It's all there. Yeah. Like I, the other, the other big places are like, uh, like car part manufacturers and stuff mm. like that. It's, it kind of borders on robotics. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not quite, you're not quite working with robots, but um, you are kind of on that side with the automation mm-hmm. that, um, yeah, you're working with assembly lines, packaging lines, any kind of, uh, yeah any kind of conveyor belt operation is probably, probably running off plc doing something with plcs cool neat all right all right thank Thanks. you very much yeah. thank well, you i'm glad to be here guys thank you and we're gonna we're gonna ask you back shortly yeah <laughs> actually in several minutes someday but soon for 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 everyone else it'll be in the future we'll hear from dom again talking about more personal things less. everyone else will be like why are their chairs still creaking yeah <laughs> <laughs> No, it will be a completely new recording session, completely unrelated to this one. Yeah. All right. Same chairs.